Hello friends and family and listeners that I do not know. <laughs> Thank you for clicking play on This Is Fine. It's been a while since I've recorded a solo episode. Mallory is out there doing things and stuff and we're prepping a new episode. But in the meantime, I would uh, like to come to you in the spirit of gay icon Miranda Priestly. Gird your loins because I'm going to dive straight into the episode titled Enough. Lately, the idea of enough has been swirling around my mind via two avenues. First is first is this kind of inadvertent study of the Stoics through the modern-day Stoic Ryan Holiday. And secondly, as part of my morning routine, I listen to a 10-minute meditation podcast called First This by Catherine Nikolai. So through them, a famous story presented itself. The story is about two authors, Kurt Vonnegut and Joseph Heller, attending a party hosted by a billionaire on Shelter Island. Vonnegut tells his friend, Joseph Heller, that their host, who is a hedge fund manager, has just in a single day made more money than Heller has ever earned from his wildly popular novel Catch-22. Then, Heller responds, Yes, but I have something he will never have. Enough. That story really struck a nerve and I thought I'd share some thoughts because... I have to be very Iver about it. It's the only way I know how to be. So, yes, there's a myriad of ways in which to interpret what Heller meant when he said, yes, but I have something he will never have. Enough. One meaning sits right there on the surface. The world is full of things that you can consume. Therefore, you won't ever have enough. To exacerbate this distinct plight of our species, the brain tries to automate tasks in an effort to conserve energy, a survival mechanism through evolution, if you will. The brain is constantly looking for ways to reduce effort. According to scientists, which is why habits develop, because habits allow our minds to ramp down more frequently, the brain will then attempt to turn almost any routine into a habit if left to its own devices. Any positive or negative routine, really. So, in this ultimate service of reducing effort, the brain, via the marvels of the human mind, have has created technology that extends far beyond just that purpose of reducing effort. I think it has gone into colonizing our daily operation to the point where technology is monetizing our attention. Your habits are being monetized. Technology, combined with capitalism, has in essence taken your attention, which is something intangible, something non-physical, and is generating money from your simple actions, such as your eyes watching something, your, your fingers pressing a play button or, or a like, your fingertips adding a comment on some kind of social media. Your attention and the decisions about where you place your attention, attention that you own, attention generated by your limited life force, is making money for others. I think it is safe to say that psychologically, this does way more harm than it helps. 
Look, I'll be the first one to say that I have extremely limited knowledge of psychology, neurology, and the inner workings of capitalism. That still doesn't mean I know nothing. What I do know is that our attention has been enslaved and this makes me very uneasy. And it's for that reason that I would like to share with all of you how I view this idea of enough. Enough consumption, yes, but also enough of giving away your attention, your life force to things that in the bigger scheme of life don't actually matter. Enough of the new shows on endless streaming services, enough devices, new phones, computers, gaming consoles that require your focus, enough social media that track your eyes and facial expressions to keep you scrolling as it sucks away at your life force, using the computer code of zeros and ones to generate money for billionaires enough of the endless products, the fashion, the novel experiences, and whatever the fuck else. Does it actually make your life better or do you just end up feeling like you're missing out and needing more? Every decision you make, every action about what and where you use your time is paid for by your life. It's paid for by what life you have left to live and you don't even know if you'll wake up tomorrow. Remember, you don't spend your time, you use it up. In today's world, time is measured by how much money can be made from your life force. Now, trust me, I know how I sound, very intense, existential and extremist in this regard, but I have found that the issue of how our attention is being colonized is extreme. During the pandemic that started in 2020, a lot of focus has been placed on mental health. It was necessary and it still is. And it has shifted our limits of what we allow for ourselves. How we allow employers, friends, family members to treat us. And also how we treat ourselves. And as someone that had to go through the biggest grief of my life, still ongoing, in the midst of the very first modern day global lockdown, I learned the lesson to be soft with myself to give myself grace and to understand the importance of rest and recuperation, of social connections, of being kind to yourself. But now I find myself asking, to what end and at what cost? What has that brought me? Was I made to use my life force endlessly disassociating with never-ending streaming shows? Was I made to try my hand at endless skills I could acquire, but never actually master? Too many choices pulls your head in too many directions, further confusing you and exacerbating mental health issues caused by a capitalist society. The novelty of endless possibilities depletes your dopamine levels and you're left with a sense, a deep sense of exhaustion and a proclivity for depression and anxiety as you numb yourself to the world through the socially accepted poison we call alcohol. Oh, and just a sidebar, this isn't some opinion, this isn't just my opinion, it is an objective fact proved by scientists. Alcohol is poison for your body. If it weren't, hangovers and liver diseases and cancers and other diseases I don't, I don't even know about, directly or indirectly caused by alcohol, wouldn't be a thing. But back to the question that I want to ask you and ask myself, really. When are you gonna say enough? The Stoics say, be kind with others, but hard on yourself. You've heard me say this a couple of times on this podcast, and I've said this to friends. 
and it is something I'd like to share with everyone. Be kind with others, but hard on yourself. So, enough with this, oh, just one more drink, or just one more episode. Enough with this, just five more minutes of scrolling on whatever social media. Enough with these endless graces you give yourself. When I open my eyes first thing in the morning, years upon years of social conditioning has the first thought steer my attention to my phone. When I was 13 years old, getting out of bed, my first thought was water, sustenance. What the fuck is happening to us? I know that it's fucking hard to get up and, and get about your day. And if you're deluded like me, you think you can do anything and everything. So it's fucking hard for me to get up and journal, then meditate, then get ready to exercise, then go out into the cold and get to the gym and then exercise, give it my all there, then get back home, have breakfast, then go to work, be at work, come back from work, write, cook, clean, prepare for tomorrow, journal, have some kind of social life, stretch, I don't know, it's all fucking hard when the distractions are so easy and take so little effort. But even though it's hard, there's something magical that I have noticed. Due to this shift of me being hard on myself, a self-tough love, if you will, I've started to intrinsically understand that there, there's no one that's going to come and wake me up with a gentle hand on my shoulder and a warm cup of coffee in hand to remind me to work towards my dreams my aspirations, to work at being better, to work at being kinder. I have to say fuck you to my mind that wants to be soft and says, just one more time. Oh, you deserve a break. You can do it tomorrow. Just have one drink. You know what I say to my mind? I say fuck you. Yeah, fuck you sideways with a beer can because you have absolutely no guarantee that tomorrow I will get the opportunity to open my eyes. So I do what I can today, and I do it as best as I can. And many areas of life, I will fall short. I will fail because I live within the realities of being a human being in a capitalist world. But one thing that I won't fail at is trying, is my effort. So yes, I spend this toughness that I'm capable of on me. I use it up on me, and I save all the kindness that I have within my heart for friends and society. Be kind to others, but be hard on yourself. So enough with the excuses about why you haven't done what you think it is you want to do. It's hard work. It's never going to be easy. But it's only hard work to those who don't know what hard work is. Enough excuses. See, I never believe anyone who says, I don't have enough time but they have social media or streaming services installed on their devices. You're lying. I know it because I have it on my phone right now. I have Twitter, I have TikTok, and I have YouTube. How much time do you mindlessly give your life force to a screen? How much time do you devote to the practice of guiding your attention, your life force to the thing that you want to do? When you're able-bodied and you're able-minded and you have excuses, I say fuck that. I say fuck that not to be harsh with just you but also to myself because my mind throws those excuses at me all the time. These little ways that we convince ourselves to do these little actions or inactions are just excuses. I'm so tired of accepting self-excuses in the name of being kind or soft with yourself. But what is the end result? Am I actually better for it? Does it create any kind of mental fortitude? 
If it doesn't, then is it really worth it? Even if I stand in front of a mirror yelling positive affirmations to myself, where is the tangible change? You know when I do see change? You know when I do feel a change? is through action. Let me tell you something about excuses. Excuses only sound good to the person making them. Let me say that again so it sinks in. Excuses only sound good to the person making them. And if you're making them to yourself, <laughs> then your life is one big excuse after another. Do you want your life to be a resume of one excuse after another? It's much easier convincing yourself than it is convincing other people. So enough, even those who preach softness and kindness to self in the mental health space but are managing businesses or have achieved what they want in their field, they did not get there through excuses or softness. They got up, they did the work, they stepped into action. Now, I do know that all of what I'm saying doesn't account for how all the forms of privilege in society vastly impacts our experiences as human beings. What I'm trying to get at is this, the core is this. At what point are you going to say, okay, enough now, enough lying to myself, enough lying to other people, enough postponing, enough consuming. Where do you draw the line? You can decide that for yourself, but at what point do you take action? There's nothing wrong with being soft on yourself. It is necessary. There's nothing wrong with giving yourself a break. Rest and recuperation is necessary for growth. But remember, give your mind a pinky, just a little bit, and it won't just take the arm, it will take your whole life. Where is your limit for softness and excuses? I'm not saying don't give yourself grace and don't be soft, but where is your limit? You see, being hard on yourself means you do the work, and the work yields results and progress 1% at a time then being kind with others yields the result of better relationships 1% at a time. So, you make yourself better and you make others better. <laughs> Isn't that a delightful combination? I'd like to leave you with a quote. It's from the author Ryan Holiday um, from his book called Discipline is Destiny. Under close inspection, no one has a harder time than the lazy. No one experiences more pain than the glutton. No success is shorter lived than the reckless or endlessly ambitious. Failing to realize your full potential is a terrible punishment. Greed moves the goalposts, preventing one from enjoying what one has. Even if the outside world celebrates them, on the inside there is only misery, self-loathing, and dependence. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to my rant about basically self-tough love, I guess. I think even within the mental health space, a measure of toughness and a raw, unsugarcoated grab to the throat of the issue is required for a little shock to the system. I hope that there was something that I said that pulled at your attention in either agreement or a disagreement because I welcome the discourse around this idea of enough. Bye-bye.